Howdy folks, and welcome to what I'm tentatively calling Operation Sequel. Every once in a while I get a hankering to blitz through a series just to get a better understanding and, you know, how the series evolves. Uh, most of my friends call me crazy for doing it, and they won't join me in, in my little conquest here, but um, I thought it would be a fun thing to talk about each game as I finish them. Uh, it's going to be nothing too in-depth or anything, just what jumps out at me when I play. It's also not going to be, you know, too awful long, because nobody wants to listen to me ramble on for... A decent amount of time. Uh, the rules are simple. You only use a guide if you own one, or if you being frustrated at a certain part makes you lose interest and threatens to make you stop playing the game. Uh, don't worry about master quests or alternate endings. The goal here is just to get to the credits, come hell or high water. Um, unless playable on a TV or a console, I tend to stay away from handhelds only because I have giant meaty hands. They don't work with handhelds very well. Uh, so far, I have done Mario, Ratchet, Clank, James Bond, and the uh, Resident Evil series uh, all before recording. I may end up redoing Ratchet and Clank just because I love that series so much. But um, moving forward, there were two series that always kind of loomed large for me, and that's uh, Final Fantasy and Zelda. And the problem with both of those is they take a long amount of time for both games. So, you know, I figured uh, I'm going to alternate between the two. Um, you know, starting this week with Final Fantasy, and um, then moving on to Legend of Zelda, and then Final Fantasy 2, and then uh, Adventures of Link, and, you know, so on, so forth, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I may play the handhelds on the Legend of Zelda series only because I can play them on the Wii U, so things like Oracles of Ages, Oracles of Seasons, things like that, I may play those, but um, Final Fantasy, I'll, I'll do Mystic Quest and oddball things that I own already, like um, maybe Type Zero, things like that, but I'm not going to do, you know, Chocobo Racing and some of the Mystery Dungeon games. So, I guess without any further ado, uh, let's talk about Final Fantasy. I'm going to start with some uh, rather bland, dry notes, just because that's what makes me happy. Uh, Final Fantasy was released in December uh, 1987 in Japan, and then July 1990 over here in the States. Uh, it was designed by Hironobu Sakaguchi and that crazy but lovable Akatoshi Kawazu. And if you ever played a Saga game, you, you definitely know that dude has some, uh, has some problems. Uh, the art was by Yoshitaka Umana, and the music was by the, um, the legend Nobuo Uematsu. Now this is for the Origins collection, which is what I played it on. Uh, it's just what I have that's, that's handy and I can just play it on the PS3. Notable ports for Final Fantasy and, and remakes have been, uh, well, it was originally released on the Famicom, and then the MSX2, the, the Wonderswan, the uh, original PlayStation, the Game Boy Advance, the PSP, uh, iOS and Android, and 3DS. There, there's also a bunch of other ports, but they're on much less notable systems. Um, the ones that really piqued my interest were the PSP, and I, I couldn't get my hands on it because, uh, well, my PSP bricked, but... You know, it's um, it's remastered graphics, and it look, looks really nice. Um, an odd little urban legend about the game is that if this failed, it would be the final nail in the coffin of a flagging company, right? Um, I mean, it's a great underdog story, but I don't actually know if it's true. Uh, in, in my research, the game Square released before this, including the ones on the DOT label for the uh, Famicom Disk System, they actually outsold Final Fantasy, so they weren't hurting too much in terms of money. In 1987, they released 3D World Runner 
in March, and that sold over 500,000 copies. And then next came Rad Racer and Highway Star, which released in August, and Sakaguchi said that sold well over $500,000. $500,000. 500,000 copies. Um, then came Final Fantasy in December, and that only sold around 400,000 copies. So I don't know if they were really a failing company or not, but if you do have info on this, that would be great. Um, send it to me. And now that we're past all the boring stuff, let's move on to the actual game itself. Uh, when you start Final Fantasy, you um, you have to make a party of four characters, and these can be chosen from warriors, monks, thieves, black mages, white mages, and red mages. Uh, I personally went with a very uh, standard party of warrior, monk, white mage, black mage. None of that fancy hat red mage nonsense for me. So you start the game, and, and you're, you're standing before the king, and the king asks you to rescue his daughter from the Black Knight Garland. So you head out of town, you level up a few times, and you head to the castle. Uh, what, what, he is no big shakes at all. Uh, I think you can defeat him at level 2. He's very, very easy. Uh, once you rescue the princess, you take her back to the king, and the king repairs a broken bridge that allows you to, to travel to other continents. And at that time, um, he gives you a quest to go out through the land and restore the light to the four crystals. And that's when you get a wonderfully delayed title screen and really um, set you up for a wonderful kind of venture. Now, about the PlayStation version in particular, um, the graphics look really nice. They look a little bit above SNES, which I'm perfectly fine with. I'm glad they didn't try for some rudimentary Final Fantasy VII-like polygonal graphics because that that definitely didn't age very well but th this this aged pretty good a real standout for me is is the music the music is fantastic uh, not I mean hopefully you'll be hearing some of it but uh, not just classics like the overworld but but tunes that didn't really pique my interest before like the uh, the temple theme and um, the theme of the towns uh, I, I love hearing that it's actual instruments. I mean, to the point where you can hear guitar squeaks when somebody moves their fingers on the string. It's wonderful music. Um, this time I played easy mode, and I would actually recommend easy mode because it it cuts out a lot of the, the frustration and the grinding that a lot of old-school RPGs have. Uh, you no longer have the, the restriction of only eight charges for level 3 magic for your black mage so he can cast spells pretty frequently. There's still a cap but it never really comes into play. Um, there's a lot less farming you have to do. I think it is it is only 70% of the experience needed to acquire the next level. So if, if you're not of the grinding type it, it helps you constantly be moving along. Now speaking of grinding, one problem I did have with this was the encounter rate. It is ridiculously high. I mean there were times where I would finish a battle and then two steps later, literally two steps later, it would be another fight. Final Fantasy does employ something called uh, spiked tiles, and what that means is it's a tile that no matter when you step on it, no matter what the circumstance, even if you just got out of a battle, you will always have a battle there. Um, and they used spiked tiles for a lot of things like uh, guarding a chest per se or something really powerful or... The uh, transition to another area, they would have hallways of spiked tiles, and it really gets frustrating to deal with. Not so much because it, it gets hard, it's just it wears you down. Psychologically, not, not that the game itself is that hard, especially playing on easy mode. 
a lot of things that, that made me happy replaying it because I haven't played it in probably 15 years was um that you know that that wonderful class change you know um you don't really expect it if you don't know anything about the game and all of a sudden your characters have now leveled up and the uh the warriors can use magic and and the black mages can use spells they couldn't previously use and I don't think anything really special happens to the monk other than some stat boosts but you get a nice fancy new sprite and they don't look like um little kids playing adventure anymore they look like you know adult characters it's really it's really nice getting the boat and the canoe and all of that stuff it was really tedious at times just because you know you have very certain places you can land very certain places you can use the canoe and with that, that really high encounter rate you can tell that they're kind trying to um, encourage exploration but with that encounter rate the way it is it, it really just pummels you down. You don't want to explore anything. You just want to get in, get what you have to get done, and get out. And um, oddball vehicles that are only useful in very specific situations doesn't help any. Especially since, you know, you need to remember where you parked your ship and all that. A lot of that changes when you do get your airship, which is fairly early into the game. If I had to complain about one thing with the airship, it would just be the places you can land it are few and far between where it, it doesn't feel very liberating after you notice, oh, I can only land this in very specific spots. Speaking of where to go, uh, this if you're not using a guide, this game can be incredibly obtuse on where you need to go. If you just happen to miss that one NPC and uh, you wander a little bit too far into that murder forest because you're not supposed to be there, uh, it hurts a lot. If I wasn't using the PlayStation version where you ha they had memo saves, which are basically quick saves, they don't stay after you turn off the system, so you have to do an actual save in an inn or use a cottage or something like that. But they, they act very much as quick saves, and they're very helpful in that regard. Uh, once you start getting towards the end, I mean, they, they still kept in the uh, like the, the war mech fight, which, if anybody knows what the war mech fight is, it, it is a nightmare. There's a, I believe it's 164th chance in a certain hallway it can spawn, and if you're not pretty well leveled up that thing will decimate you. I did end up fighting it this time but my RPG kind of uh, method of playing is um, I'll very much get to a town and then just run around the town multiple times getting into fights until I have enough money to buy everything in a town and then move on. So I was I was pretty high level and he was a bit of a joke but I remember running into him as a kid and then that he, he was just a party wiper. There is an insane amount of instant death abilities there's nothing you can do it's just luck of the dice, and and that really gets frustrating. I mean, with with the uh, the memo saves, it's not so bad. But if you were playing this on the NES or without the memo saves, that can get ridiculously annoying. I mean, even up until the final boss, even the final boss has insta kill moves that there's really nothing you can do. You can try putting up barriers and stuff like that, but from what I saw, it didn't help at all in the least. I, I guess if I had to make a final judgment, um, don't don't play it on the NES. Unless you are really hardcore, you want the original experience, there really is no reason to do that. It's At this point, it's a historical oddity. Oh, this is where a series came from. You know, it, it was this and Dragon Warrior were the great granddaddies. I, I mean, sure, you know, Black Onyx and, and Wizardry and, you know, that they were the true granddaddies. But, but for anybody interested in, in where modern RPGs are now, they really start in the Dragon Warrior Final Fantasy era. 
I would say if you can get your hands on the Origins, whether through PSN or I, I no personal experience, but the PSP uh, edition, a lot of people say it, it's still worth your time. It's a lot of fun. Myself, uh, it was a lot of fun until I want to say about 20 hours in. And that's when you started to get the ridiculous encounter rate, just, just had no more patience for it anymore. After that, it became a bit of a slog again. I mean, even though these, these monsters, after a while, they, they pose no threats at all. Unless it's the, you know, out of left field insta-kill ability. It, it's just the stopping, and there's nothing more frustrating in life than getting interrupted when you're trying to do something. My, my final verdict would be, it's worth a play, but only on the newer versions. Alright, next time we have, uh, we have Legend of Zelda. And it's a series I don't have a lot of love for. But I'm basing a lot of that on childhood memories and, and what I thought of playing it at the time. So, well, I'm hoping my opinion will change because it, it is a it's a legacy series. Um, well, I guess I'll see you next time.